0: This is the Victory Podcast. Every week, we'll share an inspiring message about God's grace and forgiveness for you wherever you're at in life. Your victory starts now. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you for bringing us here this morning. We pray that... You would give us a a sense of peace, that your word would, would speak to our hearts, and you would overwhelm us, transcend us with your peace. Give us a new story to repeat in our hearts, and don't let me, your servant, get in the way of what you're doing. Amen. If you want to know what's going on in culture, go to the movies. See, movie screenwriters have this incredible ability to tell great stories, but not just great stories, but stories that resonate with the soul of society, what's going on in the hearts of the people. And so if you want to know what's going on in the culture, go to the movies. Now, that was a little bit easier a few years ago when this congregation actually met in the movie theater, right? After the worship service, You would the, the, the smell of the popcorn would just lure you back into the theater to watch some movies. But, but it's true. Um, if you want to really know what's going on, um, the, the screenwriters will teach you what's going on in the culture. Uh, for example, back in the late 1970s, early 80s, uh, there was... Three very popular movies. In fact, 1977, 1980, 1983, the first service got it. What movies were really popular? All right, Star Wars, right? Star Wars. Um, New Hope, uh, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, and those movies just took off. Uh, And what was the the main storyline of those movies? The best of the Star Wars, by the way, right? Uh, The main storyline was... uh, there was this this force that was taken over by the dark side and it was kind of looming over uh, the whole galaxy. And the evil empire was rising up and and creating this this ultimate weapon, the Death Star, that could destroy a whole planet. But the good news was there was the Jedi, um, the good guys who were going to win the day. And that story really resonated with the people. It took off. Why was it? What was going on in our culture that made that story so powerful? Well, you think in the late 1970s, early 1980s, what was going on? The Cold War. And and there was this dark force looming in the culture um, called communism. And, And there was this idea of, out of USSR, was was developing this great weapon, the atomic bomb, and then could destroy the whole planet. But there was this hope that the good guys would win in the end. And so George Lucas had this incredible ability um, to tell a story uh, a long, long time ago in a place far, far away that still resonated with that culture. Well, fast forward to today. What are the stories that are being told today? What are the the latest movies that are coming out in in 2019? Well, movies like The Dark Phoenix, Joker, and Terminator Dark Fate. Um, I don't know how much you know about these movies, but just looking at some of the images, you, you see something right away. They're all very dark stories, aren't they? And not only that, what they also have in common are, um, now what's put prominent, um, what's, what's brought to the forefront is the villain. All of these stories are ultimately about a villain. In the past, you know, the X-Men movies are about the heroes, the X-Men, and now it's just about the Dark Phoenix. Um, in the past, the Batman movies were about Batman, now there's no Batman, it's just Joker. In the past, the, the Terminator movies were about the hero, now it's just about the unstoppable villain. Now, why are these kinds of stories about a, a villain without any hero seem to be resonating with today's culture? Well, I grew up in a culture um, pre-9-11. I grew up in a culture pre-mass sco- school shootings. I grew up in a culture pre-recession. And so I had this idea growing up that, that our institutions, the people I trusted in, were ultimately going to win the day. But many people, if you're 20, in your 20s or younger, you grew up in a world post-9-11. You grew up in a world post-mass school shootings. You grew up in a world post-recession. And so for many people, um, you grew up in a world where it doesn't seem to be any heroes. And the villains seem to be winning. And, and the only thing that, that these movies are, are, are saying, which... Um, really resonate with so many young people today is all we can do is maybe hold on and, and hide away from the incoming darkness because there's no more heroes. And so this is one of the reasons, and, and screenwriters are tapping into it, one of the reasons why there's so much fear and anxiety and hopelessness in our culture today. And so I think one of the greatest gifts that the Christian church can give to our society is peace. Peace is peace and hope. And that's the word that we're going to be focusing on today, is peace. We're continuing our sermon series called Fueled, At a life fueled by the Holy Spirit. We'll have these kind of qualities based off of Galatians chapter 5. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Two weeks ago, I focused on the word love, not lust. And then last week, uh, Pastor Bill focused on the word joy, And now today I'm going to focus on the word peace and how we can give peace to our society. Now, that would be a great gift if we could give it, but the problem is so many of us, we struggle to have peace ourselves. We struggle with the same fears and anxieties as the rest of the world. So how can we give something away that we struggle with ourselves? And so the question I want to answer today is how can we begin to experience peace? How can all of us begin to experience peace and then how can we give that peace away? And to answer that question, we're going to go to Galatians, uh, that letter written by Paul. See, this man, uh, the Apostle Paul, he used to be a a Christian persecutor and then he became a Christian. Uh, This was after Jesus ascended into heaven and he he was this incredible missionary and he went to places like Galatia, which would be in modern-day Turkey, and he started this Christian congregation there. And at first, these people who never heard anything about Jesus, they had peace. And he reminded them of their peace in the introduction to his letter. In the introduction, he says this to the Galatians. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins to rescue us from the present evil age according to the will of our God and Father. To whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. So Paul was reminding them, at one time, you Galatians, you had peace because you heard about Jesus Christ who rescued us from the present evil age. You had this peace. But very early on in this letter, Paul changes his tone. In fact, when you read in the Bible, this is one of his fiery, most fiery letters. He's, he's angry, he's frustrated, and he says this. In Galatians chapter 3, he says, You foolish Galatians, you fools, who has bewitched you? Before your very eyes, Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed as crucified. Paul was angry. He was angry because um, the Galatians had allowed false teachers to come into their congregation. They were called Judaizers or the circumcision group. And what this group was saying was, Jesus really hasn't rescued you. That story about Jesus isn't completely true. You need to follow some of these practices. You need to become more like us, part of the circumcision group. You need to act like us, do the practices we do, and maybe if you work hard enough, maybe you can have peace. And they got all confused. And the Galatians started losing their peace. They started getting filled with anxiety, filled with fear. And Paul is so frustrated that he's watching his congregation get sucked away into this trap. And this can happen to us today. You come here week after week, Sunday after Sunday, and hopefully you hear a message of peace. You hear um, in the beginning, the opening music, you hear about peace, and then um, as Pastor Bill or myself uh, take us through the forgiveness, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, you hear that you are a forgiven child of God, hopefully you have peace. And then you hear uh, the scripture reading, hope you have peace. And then you hear a sermon all on the peace we have in Jesus, then you receive the Lord's Supper, and you receive that, that new covenant that God loves you and accepts you in Jesus Christ in this very personal way, and you have this peace. But all it takes is to walk out of those doors, turn on your phone, and tap into the 24-hour news cycle, and you can lose your peace just like that. As you hear about another mass shooting, you hear about another terrorist activity, you hear about somebody else that you used to put your confidence in, another person, another institution, another hero of yours who's fallen, and we can lose our peace just like that. Now, I'm not saying that we should isolate ourselves from the world and not not listen to the stories that are going on in the world. It's just when we let that storyline dominate our thinking, we forget about Jesus and the true story, what's going on. And and so that's what the Apostle Paul does. He wants to bring the Galatians back to the real story. And he says, "Um, You foolish Galatians, who bewitched you? Before your very eyes, Jesus Christ was clearly portrayed as crucified. He said, um, I want you to, to put this in front of your eyes again. I want you to, to put this story in front of your eyes, the story about Jesus Christ, because that is what gives you peace. Jesus himself knew that. Um, when Jesus was meeting with his disciples for the last time before he was crucified in the upper room, he could read on their hearts and on their faces that they were afraid. They were filled with anxiety and fear, afraid of what might happen in the future. There was all these evil enemies that were, that were coming to attack them. And so Jesus looked at his disciples and he said, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Jesus says, I own peace and I give peace away. I don't give like the world gives. Don't be afraid. So he contrasts the the peace that the world gives. Here's what the world's peace can do. Um, You you put your hope in somebody that you really had confidences, maybe like a father figure to you. Um, You put your hope in an institution or you put your hope in in, in a loved one and and they let you down and all of a sudden the world looks like a scary place. You lose your peace. But Jesus doesn't give as the world gives. He stepped in to this world, lived a perfect life, went to the cross and defeated evil. And, And the real evil, You know, the real evil is not just the evil that's out there in other people. You know, if evil was only in other people, it'd be pretty easy to get rid of. We would just quarantine the evil people and, and push them aside and get them out of our lives. But evil is not just something that's out there. The scariest evil, the evil that is unbearable, is the evil inside of us. The fear that we could destroy our own lives. And that's the evil that Jesus came to destroy As he took on our sin, he took on our shame. He went to the cross, died for it, rose again victorious. He destroyed evil. And and that's the message we need to hear over and over again. And very few people are telling that story. Now, not everybody's missing out on this. Some Hollywood people are are killing in the story. Some writers are are, are telling this story. Uh, For me, um, the most well-known is the Harry Potter series by J.K. Rowling. You know, she really uh, borrowed from the Christian story. Uh, do, do you know the story? If you're halfway through the series right now and you're reading a uh, spoiler alert, I'm going to spoil it for you. I'm sorry about that. But what is the story about, right? Harry Potter, uh, who's got this, this, this enemy Voldemort And Voldemort wants to spread his evil everywhere. He wants to be unstoppable, so he put bits of himself everywhere he can. He even puts bits of himself in Harry himself, in Harry's scar. And so Harry comes to this conclusion that the only way to destroy evil is for Harry himself to die but then he grabs the resurrection stone and he comes back to life. It parallels the Christian story. And finally, uh, Rowling admitted this. In an interview in 2007, uh, she said this. To me, the religious parallels have always been obvious, but I never wanted to talk too openly about it because I thought it might show people who just wanted to know the story where we were going. So J.K. Rowling admitted when she wanted to have a story about peace and about hope, she couldn't look to the world's story. She couldn't look to the world's narrative. She had to look to the Jesus story. That's the only place that we can actually find real peace. And so if you're filling in the blanks in our worship folder, here's the first fill in the blank. You might have seen this on a bumper sticker somewhere, but but this is, I think it really drives home the point. No Jesus, no peace. No Jesus... No peace. If you want to take Jesus out of your story, um, realize what you're doing. Now, it's kind of actually, you have to force it to take Jesus out of history, to take Jesus out of the story. I mean, look at a world map. What's at the center of a world map even today? Jerusalem, where Jesus lived, died, and rose. If you want to take Jesus out of the story of history, you've got to force it, because what year is it? The year 2019. Why is that? Because it's 2019 years since Jesus was born. He is the center of history. But if you want to live a life pulling Jesus out of the story, realize that you're not going to find peace. You're, you're going to miss out on peace. There's going to be no more heroes left. But if you look at history accurately, you know Jesus the hero of history, you will know peace. But how do you actually do that? Um, How do you do that in the day-to-day, in the everyday, when you're feeling anxious and afraid of the future? How do you you live step-by-step, moment-by-moment in the peace of Jesus Christ so Paul can help us again? See, if you open up the New Testament, uh, it's full of, uh, it's actually 27 books. 13 of those are letters written by Paul. And so Paul didn't only write to the Galatians. Um, Later on in his ministry, uh, he wrote a letter to Rome because he had this hope to one day get to Rome and start churches. And so he wrote this letter, I think, thinking about all of his experiences that, that he had doing mission work. And he's thinking, I think, about the Galatians And the stories that that they hear from Galatia and how they lost their peace. And so when Paul's writing to Rome, uh, he wants them to know peace. He doesn't want them to fall in the same trap of the Galatians. And he says this, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. That that. That fear and that anxiety inside of us, because of the evil inside of us, Paul says, in Jesus Christ there is no condemnation. You're at peace with God. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You're at peace. But again, how do you make that your own? How do you how do you live moment by moment by that? He, well, he goes on to explain. He says, The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace you've heard the phrase, you are what you eat. You also are what you think. You, you are what you think. And so the mind controlled by the world story, the mind controlled by the flesh, um, if you're keyed in on just the world story, that, that there are no heroes, the villains are winning, it's just going dark, all I got to do is kind of protect myself and, and, and wall myself off from the rest of the world, if that's your story, if your mind is controlled by the flesh, the world story, it's death. But the mind controlled by the spirit and the Holy Spirit story in God's word, the mind controlled by the spirit is life and peace. So here, let me ask you a question. What is the story you're telling yourself? What is the story that's on repeat in your head? Is it the story the world's telling? That the, the, the villains are winning? Um, all my heroes are, are dying? I can't trust anybody and this world's going nowhere? Or are you telling yourself the Jesus wins story? See, I want to give you a new script. Now, now, you and I, we can, we can go to the movie theater and, wa- and sit and watch a two-hour movie. I want to show you a five-minute movie that, that tells a different story. This is a story about history, real story, about how God created a good world and then human beings turned their back on God and yet God right away promised to, to destroy evil in Jesus Christ, to crush the work of the devil by being crushed himself. And then he rose again as a victorious winner, as the Jesus wins story. That's the story you need to tell yourself. In fact, here's the takeaway. If you're doing the fill in the blank, the last fill in the blank is tell yourself the Jesus wins story. Tell yourself the Jesus wins story. This is the story you need to tell yourself over and over again. And this is a story we need to tell others. Now, I hope you don't get away from this message that I think you shouldn't go to the movies anymore. In fact, I love going to the movies. In fact, even better now, because they have those big, cushy, uh, lazy boy seats now they never used to have. And, and it was about a month ago that my wife and I had a gift certificate. We went to the movies and we had a great time. We saw the Avengers movie and we walked out of the movie and said, Oh, man, great special effects and, and great acting and all of that. But my wife said, But man, still, just a dark storyline. And, and, and the villain is just so powerful. And even at the end, there's not a complete resolution. I said, yeah, that's the only story that this world seems to be telling. See, we need to hear about a hero. We need to talk about the hero of history, Jesus Christ. We need to repeat this over and over again. The Jesus wins story. We need to tell ourselves this when we get up in the morning. we got to tell somebody today about the Jesus wins story. And when this story is repeating in your heart and the, and the Spirit is fueling your life, well then, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, Will guard your hearts and your minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we need a hero, we need a rescuer. Uh, This world is so filled with darkness and that darkness has gripped our own hearts as well. We're we're afraid of the evil we're even capable of. And so, Jesus, we pray that you would would show us who you are, show us about your victory on the cross, your victory over death, your resurrection, and help us to see and believe that you are ruling on high. Then, Lord God, help us to repeat in our own hearts and to share with somebody today the Jesus Wins story. Amen.